Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. I'm Michelle Martin. Asia Pacific shares are rallying this morning, setting aside a bout of selling on Wall Street overnight. The Nikkei is up nearly 1%. The Kospi in Seoul is trading about half a percent higher. Sydney is in the green as well. Investors will be looking for more information about China's economy this morning when Beijing releases its latest trade data, due out about 10 a.m. local time. Joining me now as we break down all the market action, how is Wednesday looking, right? Uh, Wednesday is looking very busy. That's good. Let's start the morning with the story that has potential home buyers and property investors abuzz and that's the government's plans to build 9,000 HDB flats and private homes on a waterfront site currently occupied by the Keppel Club. The plans which were originally announced back in 2019 before the pandemic are set to move forward. Keppel Club will relocate its golf course before the end of the year and the first BTO flats are slated to launch within three years. It seems there's no question that flats by the southern waterfront are going to be in high demand, but they could be pricey. So give us an overview of what's in store. Yeah, this is going to be a lottery win for anyone who gets hold of one of these flats. It's just got a great location, great views, and can imagine the resale price when it's eventually on the market. So what we have is a bit of a follow-up from the 2019 announcement where the area there would be redeveloped. And what we can expect in this place is around 9,000 private and public housing, 6,000 HDB flats will be built on the site of the former Capital Club. And this will then be launched within the next three years. So something to look forward to. And you can imagine it could shake things up in terms of pricing, how things are being transacted with this type of new model. And if you look at some of the um, analyst projections um, for what prices could be, um, they are looking at launch prices of between 2005 and 2007 per square foot or higher, depending on the market conditions at that time. And just for reference, 2005 is above a recent transaction price of 2405 at the nearby The Reef at King's Dock in the first quarter of this year. So something to keep in mind that we could see um, upwards trends around that area in terms of prices. Hutton's is expecting the BTO flats to be sold at around 400 to 450000 for three-room flats and for the four-room flats, between 720000 to 850000 Ooh, that's steep. Do we have a sense yet which companies may benefit from this redevelopment? Back when it was first announced, DBS noted that Maple Tree Commercial Trust stood to gain because it owns Vivo City, not far from Keppel Club, where you'll probably be heading to watch your movies, get your mm. groceries. Are there other companies that could benefit from this new development as well? Yeah, that's a great question, right? Who will be the winners? Mm-hmm. I think you can expect a lot of winners here. You mentioned Maple Tree Commercial Trust with that Vivo City location and can imagine the location play here. Uh, what's also around there is Alexandra Point and Alexandra Techno Park. So that belongs to FCT or Fraser's Commercial Trust. If you think about the surrounding areas, RWS, Sentosa is not too far away. So the likes of Genting Singapore could benefit. Uh, also, Capital Corporation will be one of the beneficiaries as well potentially from the re- uh, resurgence or, re- or revamp of this area. Don't forget Pulau Brani is well set to turn into an island of fun 
that could see positive spillovers. All right, next we turn our attention to the story that has set the social media world abuzz. Let's turn again to the tale of Twitter. Such rich fodder for us here chatting in the morning. And the world's richest man, Elon Musk. But in today's installment of Elon's Twitter world, there are two new characters entering our story. A little-known investor named Mark Bain Rossella and a high-flying fund manager, Kathy Wood. So let's start with the investor, Mark Bain Rossella. He is suing Elon Musk over his Twitter purchase. Why? Yeah, I'm starting to wonder how many days you can get by without talking about Elon Musk. So he's back in the news and this time he is getting sued by one <laughs> Mark Bain Rossella. So it's a class action suit. So it's by a group of investors, formerly invested in Twitter. So the crux here is they are saying Elon Musk was tardy and slow in disclosing his stake in Twitter. So what happened here was uh, because of that delay, it allowed Elon Musk to buy more shares while prices were low. Mm. And then those who were not in the know, they were just selling Twitter prices or Twitter shares Mm -hmm. at prices that did not reflect fair value. So Elon Musk eventually revealed his stake sometime in early April. And of course, we saw the prices of Twitter then shoot up. So they are accusing Elon Musk of taking advantage of his disclosure timing to benefit from the run-up. And they, in turn, did not benefit from a run-up. So they are feeling quite sore about it. Well said. So Rayla is representing a group, a class of investors who sold their Twitter shares from March 24th to April the 1st, who would have lost out, so to speak. So do you think he has much of a case? Okay, this is arguably worth looking at quite closely. If you look at Twitter shares, they jumped 27% on the day that Elon Musk disclosed his stake. And this, of course, is being seen as a bit of a vote of confidence from someone who's so rich, who's well quite savvy. Um, and if you look at the stake of 9.2%, that apparently was accumulated actually quite far earlier. And in the law, in the US regulations, you have to disclose your stake after acquiring it in 10 days' time. And for Elon Musk, that would have been March the 24th, not April the 4th. So on the basis of that rule, there is um, a demand, I guess, to actually see if there is a breach of those rules. Overnight, Twitter shares dropped more than 5% on news that Musk will not be joining the company's board after purchasing a 9% stake in it. Over the past week, Twitter down nearly 13%. Now, one investor who's been selling off amid all that Elon Musk drama is ARK Investor founder Kathy Wood. She's been all over television coverage. Why is she selling? Okay, quite curious, right? When you see Kathy Wood selling anything, especially in technology, which mm-hmm. she's quite bullish about. So she has been actually cutting her stake in Twitter ever since Jack Dorsey handed over the reins. So this was back in November 2021. So part of the strategy here is um, because she believes Twitter is going through quite a lot of distractions, management distractions, with or without Elon Musk. So I think the main crux here is there's no more Jack Dorsey. So there is going to be quite a bit of a um, noisy or choppy landscape for Twitter to uh, transition into. So something she's not too confident about and she's also talking about the business model of Twitter. Not too optimistic about it because she doesn't think it's supposed to be around advertising. Maybe she is looking at something like 
subscription-based, but she doesn't have a clear answer for it yet. So I think she's not confident enough to hold on to it with such a huge size in his portfolio. So she's been selling quite a bit. And right now, if I look at the latest data, she um, has a 1.8% stake. Twitter makes up 1.8% of the ARK Investment Fund right now. All right, let's zoom out now. I want to talk about the global economy and more specifically inflation over in the US. The latest data shows prices there are rising at their fastest pace since 1981. The consumer price index back in March clocked in at 8.5%. A surge in petrol prices along with strong consumer demand and pandemic-related supply chain shortages has been pushing prices higher, but there could be a silver lining or two. Tell us, where are the silver linings in the numbers? Yeah, 85 5%. I think many of us saw this coming, right? Inflation going up, prices of everything have been going up. And just before the US data came out, we had a round from China, which saw prices also going up. So it kind of feeds through and sets the stage for prices to go up even further. So 8.5% higher than the 7.9% we saw in the prior month. And the good news though, is that on a monthly basis, there seems to be some signs of it slowing down. So on a monthly basis, it's at 0.3%. That is slower than the 0.5% increase the prior month. So people asking, hey, is this a sign of inflation peaking? Um, One of the reasons why it may be peaking or maybe slowing down is around used car prices. So that's something that has retreated for a second straight month. But of course, um, people will say um, that this is too short a data point to consider as a trend. They will need to see a longer uh, string of data to really say for sure that we are seeing a peak. Also, you have to take into consideration the wider context of spending power and wage increases. Mm -hmm. So for now, if you look at the latest data, Americans, their wages are not keeping up with inflation. So that'll be one of the factors that the Fed will be looking at very closely. So if you look at inflation-adjusted average hourly earnings, they have actually dropped 2.7% in March. So that is the 12th straight decline. So that will be something for sure the Fed will be looking at very closely in their next meeting in May, uh, where for now they are still expected to hike aggressively by twice the usual amount, 50 basis points. All right, new data shows inflation is recasting consumers' relationship with money and possibly with each other. How so? Okay, so as you imagine, when your money gets tight, you will have to tighten your purse strings. So this is what's happening in America, at least based on a poll. About 20 or about 84% of Americans plan to cut back on spending as a result of higher prices. So look out for them to eat less outside, Hmm. uh, less impulse purchases. So cut back on driving, cut back on concerts, sports events. So you can imagine the implications for businesses, restaurants, event organizers, vendors, supply chains, all will start to feel a bit of a slowdown in time to come if people just hold back on spending. Tough news uh, for people Retailers and companies relying on the comeback trade after the pandemic loosens its hold on social restrictions, at least. So investors are turning their attention this morning to corporate earnings. JP Morgan Chase this evening will be the big first big bank to report. 
What are investors looking for, do you think? Yeah, so this will kick off the earnings season and the banks will be in focus. JP Morgan will be uh, closely looked at for a couple of things. One is how much has deal-making dropped off since the Ukraine war? And that, of course, uh, happened nearly seven weeks ago. So it was the tail end of the first quarter. And if you look at the coming um, quarters, uh, that will be commentary that we're looking out for in terms of their optimism, how much of a rebound they are expecting in terms of the economy in view of high inflation numbers. And we talked about it just now, mm-hmm. people cutting back on spending. Will they want to borrow money to spend? Will businesses want to borrow money to expand their businesses? So that will all factor into the equation when banks report their um, numbers. Also, look out for costs. How much of the additional expenses will eat into their profits? So things like wages, labor costs, technology, acquisitions, all that will add up. Uh, On the upside, we are looking at higher rates in time to come. So the commentary around how much that will add to the um, net interest margins, their profits will uh, be expected to be one of the drivers for stock prices when they do report their earnings. All right, let's turn to Singapore now. We are 18 minutes into the local trading day. The Straits Times Index finished down for the second straight session yesterday. It dropped 1% to 33.30. DBS led the decline. How are markets looking this morning and is the STI bouncing back or are the bears still out in force? Yeah, let's take a look at STI and it's coming off a five-day losing streak. And this, for now in the opening minutes taking the cue from the rest of the region, up Mm. by 0.5%. So recovering slightly for now, 3,346. So most of Asia shaking off the negative handover from Wall Street right now. And if you look at STI, only five counters in the red. At the bottom, we've got Maple Tree Logistics Trust, Maple Tree Commercial Trust, and Maple Tree Industrial Trust. Rounding up the bottom three and then followed by UOL and Johnny Matheson Holdings. Okay, at the top of the table, we have Yang Zhejiang Shipbuilding up 1.8%, Comfort Delgro and Sankrop Industries up by at least 1%. And alongside SATS SIA, worth noting DBS back up again, 0.9%. It is now at $33.55. All right, before we go, it's time for some corporate news and a game of up or down. Ryan, let's go with CNN's new streaming service, CNN+. Plus. All right, I have to <laughs> say it's an up. And everyone is trying to just put a plus sign next to their brand right now just to create a new product in the streaming service area. So I guess it's an up, but for now... They are getting very slow traction and attracting new users. Yeah, so it's a down for me because I think uh, we're seeing CNN Plus so far being able to attract less than 10,000 people a day for its standalone news subscription service. So it's a struggle for CNN Plus, at least for now. Let's look at Apple. All right, Apple is going to be an up for me. And this is with the expectations from Citibank that they are set to boost buybacks of their shares by $90 billion. So that's going to be good news for your stock price. Okay, so it's down for me. Uh, One of its suppliers... A Chinese company called Pegatron has been forced to suspend production in Shanghai due to the COVID-19 outbreak there. So down for Apple for me today. Let's look at CrowdStrike. All right, CrowdStrike's an up for me. And this is off the back of a stock upgrade by Goldman Sachs. They have upgraded their target price of CrowdStrike 
to $285 per share from $241. So that is just going to be more good news for the cybersecurity firm. That has been quite the uh, flavor of the day for many months because of what's happening with the broader landscape in cybersecurity. Yes, indeed. CrowdStrike and up on the back of Goldman Sachs upgrade for the target price for the cybersecurity firm to 285 US dollars a share, 25% higher than where it's trading at now. And listeners, you may remember, we looked extensively into CrowdStrike about two years ago on this very show. Let's look at CEO salaries here in Singapore. Okay, that is going to be an up for me. So CEOs of at least 13 companies on the STI received higher pay. And if you look at the um, hit picture or the main picture, it is the CDL Group CEO Sherman Quack. And that's because his pay increased by nearly 70% to $1.7 million. So he leads the pack. Indeed. So up for chief executives here in Singapore, at least at 13 STI companies who received higher remuneration last year, 2021. That is more than half of the 21 stocks whose financial year ended in December. Let's look at sales luxury goods like Louis Vuitton and Dior. Okay, so I would go up with this one. LVMH, actually many luxury brands, have been quite resilient. And I think their spending boom will continue as we see the rich not tightening their purse strings. So that is good news for LVMH and all the brands it owns. Yeah, sales of luxury products are jumping despite any concerns about inflation or the economy. I guess if you're in the category of seeing your paycheck rise substantially, uh, then you understand why the sales of luxury goods are moving upwards, right? First quarter sales at LVMH jumped 23%. All right. Thanks very much, Ryan. You've been listening to Market View. I'm Michelle Martin. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.